Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lockie. And look, it's another week, another chance to try and turn things around. I guess a win against the Gold Coast Suns would be absolutely massive right now because unfortunately, (laughs) if we lose Lockie to go negative, it would be our seventh straight loss in a row. What a sentence. Disaster territories. Not something we would have... Anyone would have been able to predict this year. But look, last game before, a much-needed rest, a much-needed bye for us. Mm. So you just you can only imagine what a win would do for these boys to just boost the confidence and the morale around everywhere, around Archon Park at the moment. But look, there's plenty to get through in this episode. So let's crack in. Lockie, got asked, how are you? And how are you <laughs> feeling about this game against the Gold Coast Suns? We're at that part of the week, mate. The optimism... <laughs> Is it all-time oh, yeah. highs? Feeling good. I feel like you're extra chirpy because the mid-season content is just around the corner. <sighs> One more week. Thank God for the bye. We don't have to do a review, all that shit. It's just going to be all that goodness that you're preparing. So, yeah, the vibes are good over here. Mm. I th- it's, it's honestly half the thing probably because... it's a one. It'll be a week we don't have to talk about exactly what happened on the field. You can kind of... Get yourself optimistic about everything else going on. And oh, we know we love our mid-season content. We've got a lot planned. Like we've got the review. We start to, which I, is maybe so depressing to talk about because we, we shouldn't have to talk about it at the mid-season because we should be flying. But trade talk, mm-hmm. list, what are we, who are we re-signing? Maybe a quick yep. look at the draft at this stage, getting all into that oh, under-18 national championships content at the moment and we've got a fun video planned which you'll be hearing about Mm. in the gold coast review so keep your ears and eyes peeled for that one because we can't give it away too early because we don't want anyone to steal the content before we get a chance to actually (laughs) do it ourselves so i can't why that's 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 why that's why but very fun episodes are going to be happening but we've got we've got one more game Uh, to talk about Lockie, and it's a big one a couple of milestones coming up in this one Tom DeConing's 50th game, which is obviously a big one for the for the big man himself. Yeah. Maybe an even bigger man, bigger occasion. Harry Mackay's 100th game, which everything that's going around with this guy at the moment and every time he, he kicks a goal, the crowd get around him, the boys get around him. This could be the one that just lifts his spirits so much more. But yeah. from this, Lockie, with all the big occasions, trying to turn our season around, if even just slightly, We'll start where we love starting. Well, what do you want to see from this game? I know we've almost covered everything mm. that you could possibly want to see that we still haven't seen, but is there anything left or anything important for you this week that you are dying for? Plenty that I'm dying for. I think it was, you know, going back to our review from a few days ago, I was reasonably positive and optimistic with aspects of the game that we hadn't seen in the month prior. So I guess what, what I don't want to see is probably an easy thing to answer, which is just us kind of us going down in the same way. Yeah. That would be the, that would be the most grim way for us to go into this review. So I think the thing that I'm Mm. hoping to see is, Oh, I hate even putting these words into existence because I just, I just not even, I just have no faith that it will happen. But let's see something different structurally. Mm. And we can go all day about what these could be. But there's so many of these guys that are underperforming. This feels like a week of opportunity that we could see something Mm. different. Mm. Whether it's your boy, Cunners coming into the midfield. Even that would just be something fresh. 
Um, that's what I want to see. Don't go down mm. the same way that we have every game mm. in this stretch. No, it, it is important. And knowing you get the week off of the bye, we're at this point of the season where we just – its we've said this multiple times this, this year of I just want to see something different. And I'll almost try and <sighs> change yours there of just – it's like this – and we need something to get excited about, something different exactly that we can it. look at and think – oh, maybe if this keeps evolving or, okay, well, I haven't seen that. So it's something to get excited about. And that's that's what really I think we're mm. needing right now. And obviously wins are, are such a vital component to that. But even just noticing the little things, because I think, and we'll, we'll yep. get to it when we talk about the team changes, but even right now, and, and it's so frustrating that we're at this point, but it's, oh, I get to see David Cunningham. And like, we're getting excited about that because it's all we can Yep right now and it's it's disappointing that that's where we are it's individual players we haven't seen in a long time and that's what you're getting pumped up to go to the game for but i guess yeah you got to get excited with something and yeah i've got a couple of things i want to see um they're all pretty simple so i'll go through two really easy ones and then my main one one's literally just take opportunities in front of goal you've said (laughs) it multiple times don't want to be here next week and go, oh, if only we just nailed those in the first quarter or second. No. Get them done. Bring home the chocolates. Other ones, yep. tackles. Good one. I think it was something like 33 or whatever the number was last week. Lowest tally yep. in eight years. Show Crazy. me some unrelenting pressure. <laughs> like, how many times do we have to come on this podcast and ask for All a response? Right. I'm over it. Do it. Surely they will come out hard in the tackling game this week. But I think, I mean, how many times, again, how many times have we kind of said that this year hasn't happened? But this is one I think we kind of can control. And I will say, I'll preempt this in the fans have been unreal this year. We have rocked up every single week, weeks you Mm -hmm. don't think we should have rocked up through all the adversity, all the shit that we've had to put up with this year on field that we've had to watch. We have rocked up. Even last week, 80-something thousand. Unbelievable. You would not have thought that we've got that. And so it might seem a bit harsh to somewhat say this, but like we've got to do it this week. This, if there was ever a week to get to the game, if you can, it's this one. So my what do you want to see is fans rock up in droves because the club are not expecting us to rock up. I was I'm getting that vibe. I was fortunate. To here we it's go. It's very lucky. Here we go. To to go to the club this morning. Must be and nice. There was a couple of staffers there, not you know in the proper heart of the footy department. It wasn't Vossy. I couldn't get that access. I was trying my hardest, but there was a few so, staffers that we were talking about. You know, the the weekend, and they were you could they were sort of saying without you know going into too much detail of yeah, like I feel like this isn't going to be a big crowd. We're not expecting a big yeah. one from the fans. And so there you got it. The, 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 the club themselves are not expecting us to show up. So if there's a week to do it, it's this mm-hmm. week. The one that they don't expect, they go, oh, no, nah, we're this bad. The fans aren't going to do it. The fans will jump off. No. Nah. This is the one we've got to be even stronger. And so I just, I implore everyone. I know it's been rough. I know it's hard to keep going to these things, but if you've been to all the other games this year and you can get to this one, 
This is the one where the boys need your support. I know we're not happy with them at the moment. We're not happy. And there's so much part of the mentality of the fans right now that he's saying, stuff them. Like, we need to show them that we're not happy. But they know we're not happy. They know it. And maybe going to this game, I don't know. It doesn't tell them that everything's all good, that you can just, you know buy everything that the that the club want you want you to do and that it's it's papering over these cracks it's none of that this it, is it, us it. as supporters going we love this club we just want you to win so badly so come on we know we're never going to jump off we're never going to stop stop supporting the boys in this club so i don't know that's my thing this week i want to see a massive crowd i don't want to see a 20,000 bullshit sunday afternoon graveyard shift which i know they've given us that time slot but Come on, rock up, and whatever will be, will be. We get a week off after it, so let's rock up and do our part because we've done it so far this season. We've been there in full voice. Let's keep going. And you don't want to miss us breaking this losing streak, right? Which is what's going to happen. You don't want to be sitting on the couch watching it. A Paddy Cribbs disposal four goal game. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but were you saying before we went live that this, you call it the graveyard shift, but you were making it seem like you love this slot, the Sunday early Arvo. Okay. I never said Sunday. Saturday, I said, so like, I don't Saturday love, I don't love a night game was what I was saying, but I love an, I love a, a midday game is, is my prime time viewing. Sundays are a little bit, Average when you start to get that like 3 p.m. bullshit time. This is a little bit earlier. This is a little bit earlier. I hate footy. I'm sick of watching it. Uh, just put it on the TV. I'll watch You're it not even going to this game. There. Oh, I am, mate. I'll so be if, there. if the people are... Soon you know, on, I'll be... Yeah, if someone's going to buy a ticket and they, and they want to be near you, where where will you be sitting on, on Sunday? Just so oh, see, this is, this is a yeah. stitch up. This is a stitch up. See, and this is the problem. I know that the people... If there's anyone that sits around me, usually at the footy, they'll be, and they listen to this podcast, they'll What's be like, level two premium. He's not there. He's not in his seat. This little piece of shit. He's talking everything. But no, look, look, I'm at, I'm at the club today. I'm at the <laughs> president's lunch. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a bit, a bit unfortunate. Doing God's work. To be at the uh, the president's lunch, um, which I don't know how I get led into these things. To be honest, I. Every time I go to these events, I could not Someone's got fit it. in less. But I'll, I'll be there with my very cheap suit amongst the uh, the <laughs> rich and the elites, stealing their drinks, stealing their food. It's the only yeah. way to get it done. And I will say, I've only been to one previously. It was against Hawthorne. We beat them. Bang. I'm one from one. Let's make it two from two. Um, but enough talking about me because you're stitching me up here. Stitching you me are. up with all this talk. But let's go to the listeners. And I've got to say, big shout out to all the listeners and all the viewers in particular, because if you're on YouTube right now, I just want to say a big thank you to all of you, because Lockie might not know this, but we've hit 600 YouTube subscribers. We've hit the 600 mark. Unbelievable achievement this year. We've definitely jumped up a fair few hundred from where we started. So big thanks to everyone that subscribed. If you're watching, enjoying, and you haven't subscribed, Please click that big red button. We want to try and get, let's get to 700 now. The road is 700 before the end of the season. Let's keep it going. If you're listening to this elsewhere and you just want to jump over and chuck us a cheeky subscribe anyway, please do it. Follow all the fun stuff. But the listeners have been on Instagram. They've been on Twitter at Navy Blue Corner. What have they asked us this week, Lockie? I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but I'm looking at this crop and this may be the best 
round of listener questions we've ever had. And I'm so excited to throw these your way because I reckon there's going to be a bunch of these where you're going to go, fuck, I'm going to have to really think about this one. I normally do. my favorite part of this segment. Oh, this is a pearl to start off with. So from Balchi97, Ian, how different do you think our season would have been if we had made the eight last year, Mm. even if we didn't win a final? Oh, I love a hypothetical. Mm. Yeah, look, I think like I do. Do you think it would be different? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I big part of me thinks that a lot of the issues right now are mental and that we've slightly changed game plan because of things that happened last year. Whereas if you fall over the line and and make finals, regardless of what happens, it's just it's that mental demon gone. There's so much more belief in the group and that just kind of sustains you. And you kind of see at the moment, they, I feel like there's that pressure on this group every single game of, oh, we've lost another one. Oh, we've lost another one. And as that just keeps compounding six in a row, there's pressure of, oh, we can't go seven in a row. And I am like many, probably don't trust this group enough that that's not in the back of their mind, that they just think, who cares what the number is? Don't, who cares about the external pressure? Let's just get a look at it in the one game and, and go from there. Mm. I don't think that that's the case. I feel like they, fortunately, it piles on, it compounds. So, yeah, I think if we make finals last year, it's a completely different mentality and who knows what could happen last year. Couldn't agree more. I think that's a really good mm. answer. I feel like midway through last year, like we we know who these guys are. It's been years and years of losses mm. and, and being losers. Yeah. And and we were like going through last year, like ticking off the different like milestones to like become mm. winners. And yeah, that mm. I, that just still, still feels like one that's looming over. And I think it has played a role this year. So great mm. answer. Love this one. Got a couple of different... Harry related questions in the man's century game. So from at Leafy 17, why do you think Michael Voss is so reluctant to play Harry as the mm. second ruck? Like Hawkins did mm. a decade ago, Joe Danaher, it could free up Harry's mind to not thinking about his next set shot. Getting a few kicks around the ground could build his confidence. It's an interesting one. It's, it's something I thought about actually last night, to be honest, when, Let's try and take a look at this squad and, and thinking about what do we do with this second ruck? And if the potential happens that De Koning's no longer there, then we don't yep. have a second ruck. And, and a lot of it really came down to, well, I feel like a third tall in that forward line is an issue. I, I just don't think it really works with Harry and Charlie. And then trying to look at other oppositions, <sighs> most, most teams tend to have like two key forwards and one of them does tend to do a bit of rucking. Whereas it feels as if we've got just two key forwards that both want to be deep in that forward yep. line. And maybe that's a bit of an issue for us. And Charlie's not someone I tend to really want to go in the ruck. So it kind of then falls to Harry. And I don't know. I wonder mm. why we haven't really tried him at least more around the ground in that forward half. And and maybe that's where you kind of find the idea to rest, you know, whether it's Young takes it in the defense Harry takes it in the forward line and then pits more in the middle, yeah. changing it up that way. I wonder if a part of it is maybe his shoulder. I know he's had some issues with that in the past, and I don't know if that's just something that they go, we don't want you mucking around in that. But I don't know. It's yeah. interesting that we maybe haven't tried something like that so far, knowing we've got a couple of obviously tall beasts 
in that forward line will be definitely interesting moving forward if a De Koning does end up leaving at the end of the year, what we do with that second ruck relief role. Because there's sort of no one else on that yeah. list that makes sense currently. That feels like another topic that has been like something for us over the entire <laughs> life of this podcast. Yeah. Like the ruck hasn't been ruck settled. Down. Even no. the number one hasn't truly been nailed down. No, no, definitely. Mm. Yeah, it's a really Tough. it's a really interesting one. Like I, I feel like this isn't the mindset that we should be having, but you can't imagine him going in there, getting injured, and like the ramifications of mm. that. And I like you, I feel like you can't be thinking necessarily that way, but yeah. Because then who else? You, you throw you throw De Koning in there and he gets injured. You're not thinking, yeah, oh, we totally. threw De Koning totally. in the ruck. So, but I do I do understand, like, that's probably my more concern around Charlie is he gets his knees in there, gets injured. Oh, God, totally. we've injured Charlie going into the ruck. But, again, if that's the role he needs to play, yeah, it's tough. And I'm very, I'm very keen to talk list and, and what we can do in yeah. that sort of mid-season review. There's definitely going to be a lot of talk around those uncontracted players and maybe some players to bring in. It's going to be exciting. And then I guess another side of this equation is this question here from Bryza at BA Del Gleish. They say, crazy drastic move, I know, but is it worth giving H a game in the twos to give him some real game shots on goal without the pressure of the AFL? We won't really miss the three or four behinds. He'd be kicking in the ones. Mm. I'm a no. I've been a we stern this no. a few weeks ago, yeah. but yeah. I, I, If I'm passionate about anything, if I am completely not fence-sitting on something, my personal opinion is no. He should never go down to the VFL. I think everything else he's been doing has been good. And I feel like he's obviously not perfect with his goal-kicking at the moment, but it's been better the last couple of weeks he's still having a couple misses everyone's having misses at the moment but no nah, i think mm. the worst thing that could happen is he goes down to the twos we don't have a replacement truly for him in the ones and yeah overall i think he's again bringing enough elsewhere that as vital as it is that you know these misses are to our detriment right now he, he just needs to get out of it one way or another at least he's getting the opportunity I agree. I really, I really don't mind people bringing it up as a suggestion because there isn't. There's a finite amount of things that we can do in this situation. Yes. Some people want us to bring in external people. Some people want the twos. Some people want him up the ground, and some people want him to just keep um, going at it. So, if if we can just generate better fucking scoring opportunities for these boys, yeah. then he's not having to kick them forty meters out on a tight angle. And then maybe he might end up, yeah. all of a sudden, he's 20 metres directly in front. All of a sudden, you go, oh, Harry doesn't have the yips. And it's like, yeah, because he's having easy shots on goal. Um, hopefully, that yeah. can be a bit more of the, the change in a good way. Another bloke in a similar kind of stratosphere to Harry at the moment from at Baggers Navy. How do we re-unlock Crips? Is it mm. moving in forward yeah. for chunks? This was something I was kind of mm. alluding to, hoping for some different things this week yeah oh we spoke about this a little bit over the last couple of weeks on on the selection table on, on pommy and oz going through different yeah. changes and tweaks we can make and, and one of the big ones was we just haven't seen cripper forward this year whereas last year it was it was down there all the time and it was such a point of difference and oh, his goal kicking was such a big reason why he got that brownlow medal and i know some of those were his 
patented 50 meter run, no bounces, ends up kicking a goal. And we love that, Paddy Cripps. Need more of that back. But that goal kicking, getting more goals from midfield was such a big component. And it was a stat that I wrote down for our SM review, didn't get to it. So I'm going to find it in my sheets in front of me at the moment. But yeah, at the moment, I believe we've got six goal kickers in total with four or more goals this year. And they're all the six that have, yeah. they're our forwards. It's Charlie, it's Harry, it's always <laughs> Durden, Motlop, Silvani. It's four the only goals guys that play in the forward line. Four or more. There's there's a couple <laughs> with three, like Akers has, Akers has got three. Someone else, there's a couple on three, but just it's not so getting low. more than four, six. That's ridiculous. And you look at last year and, I'll need to have a look in, in the specifics of this time last year. And I'm keen to run through the stats at the halfway point in our mid-season review. But you look at even the end of last year, you had guys like Cripps was super high in our goal-kicking count. Fisher, Martin, I know he's been injured this year, but he was high. Yep. And they had a guy like Cottrell that was hitting the scoreboard. And then even your Walsh, Chera, Kennedy, and even a guy like O'Brien from the wing. All of these guys were able to hit the scoreboard and become a bit more of an option than we're currently yep. getting from the crop we have, and that's clearly such a big difference. We haven't been getting those big scores, and we haven't been getting it from anyone that doesn't play inside the arc, which is a big issue. Yeah. And Cripper forward is something I'd like to see is just a just a, a difference because we haven't seen it this year. And even a Kennedy forward, it, it seems odd that we're not trying it given the success it has had. And, and you yeah. see like a, an easy difference in comparison is merit last week. Goes forward changes the game yeah. and you just you don't you just wonder what that could do if he gets his hand on it gets a snap on the left foot and it goes through like who, who knows what that what that does and yeah, yeah i'm all about changing things up slightly i don't know what will unlock him completely but it feels like that whole midfield mix just hasn't been perfect when mm. they're in there and it's slow and we lose the ball we get beaten pretty easily and we haven't sort of had that ridiculous contested side of us really in that domination. We've been starting to get the contested side back over the last few weeks, but we haven't really been getting that Crips mm. on the outside. It's, it's been a bit more him down the bottom of the pack, getting the ball out for others. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's about getting that mix right. And I agree. I'd love to see him forward for a bit. I think that could be a, a decent change just for something different. Break him yeah. out of the midfield mentality. I feel like it could align with the guys that are on the extended bench as well mm. this week when we get into yeah. that. So this might be as good a time as any to do that. Sweet. Um, final one from the listeners, just to give a little bit of a taste, I think, of some mid-season content. King Soj asks, what should be our number of players that, we're, that are going to leave the club at Ooh. season's end? Of course, there's a wish list and so forth, but realistically... Mm. What's a number of players we can turn over without turning it into a rebuild? Oh, I can't. I can't give you a specific number uh, off the top of my head. I, it, I'd have to go and find who's out of contract, and and that's something we'll be doing in detail, looking at who we should keep, who we can get rid of, who that can even be currency that is still contracted yes. that maybe we can look yes. to move them on. And so I'm not sure I can give a specific number as far as what that would be but it for me it i don't think it needs to be a number of destroying you know breaking it all down and then building it back up it, it's really player specific for me 
And as far as guys right now that are in our best 22, because it looks a lot of the guys that are uncontracted at the moment, they're either not playing or they're fringe. So for me, I don't think that has a massive, massive effect. It's a, it's about who you're able to bring in and, and what that can do to kind of top up your squad. Because I think the core of it is clearly there, whether they look to get creative and move one of those on for a bit more draft capital or trading capital yeah. money in the salary cap remains to be seen. But as far as the, the, like, you know, March Bank, Philp, <sighs> Deconing, Silvani, Cunningham, I think Dom's, Akui's in that range as well. Like there's a lot of players out of contract that Plowman, I believe, is another one. Like a lot of these you'd probably say are that bottom 10 players. So it wouldn't surprise me if yeah. a lot of these guys are moved on. And then, yeah, just kind of depends what you're bringing in. I think a few draft picks hopefully some experience, maybe some leaders. I don't know where you do it. And I'm not of the belief that everything's going to be solved by bringing in a few players. I, I just, I think no. clearly our problems are everywhere. So us going to the draft and us, you know, rattling up three first rounders, bringing in Harley Reid, it doesn't fix your problem. We're not one player away from sorting this out. There's a lot of list deficiencies. There's a lot of things under the, under the hood of this football club at the moment that needs to be sorted. But yeah, I, I think changes will be made. There'll be a fair yeah. amount of them just because of the players out of contract. But I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as ridiculous when you look at it, when changes are made because of the players we are moving on. Like it might look like, oh, I've made 15 changes, but I think they'll all make sense if they do happen. But again, mid-season, oh, my goodness, are we going to be going into all of that content? But if you've got an opinion on that, listening to this, what changes you want yeah. to be made, how many, what approach you want us to take, feel free to drop it in there. Um, very keen to start to have these discussions. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. And I'm definitely in agreement about the kind of non-Best 22 guys and fringe guys. And, and they're the ones... They're the only players that have been leaving us for, yeah. for what the last eight years. It's and at We're right not losing now, players we don't want to lose so far. You can say stocking and say exactly. Setterfield, but we didn't want them. We wanted no, to move no. them on. So it's been, yeah. I guess, positive in that sense. Yeah. But this is the time this is the most I've ever felt like I couldn't see rationale in us moving guys who mm. we consider definitely best 22 players that yeah. may not be serving us how they should. Mm. Yeah. Players who may, a year or two years ago, I'd be like, oh my God, untouchable. I'm mm. more open to the concept of exploring that. If it does give us something in return and change our feel, because I agree with mm. you, this doesn't feel like a tinkering situation. Mm. Like tinkering in the sense that we bring in whatever. Ben Mackay, mm. and it's like, oh my god, our backline is perfect again. Like that's a bad example, but yeah, know. it it feels like, and maybe this is a bad comparison, but like we need a bit of that Port Adelaide from a few years ago, where they bring in, you know, your butters, Rosie Dersmer, I think was potentially the draft or something like that. Where and maybe it's not a, a draft crop, and again, it's not going to solve the issues, but where we do a bit of a refresh in the bottom end of our list. And again, I'll, I'll go through just quickly the players that are out of contract. You've got Dow, Fogarty, yeah, Plowman, Marchbank, 
Cunningham, Philp, Ed Kerno, Josh Honey, Mitch McGovern, Chinkotta, DeConing, Silvani. Now oh, you could say pretty much all of them not being here. And that's and and that's not crazy to think. Obviously, no. we need to replace them, and some of them leaving leaves bigger holes as far as list profile, but I wouldn't say yeah. Any of those specifically leaving, you would be like, oh no, what a disaster because of the talent. It'd more potentially be, say, and, I, and I'm looking more at your McGovern deconing, where it's kind of like, oh, yeah. we don't really have a player in that position. But talent wise, it's not the end of the world. But yeah, again, mm. I, just, I just almost want to just talk about that now, but we'll definitely Patience. be jumping into that content for sure. It's our, it's our forte on this, on this podcast. <laughs> I don't have the run sheet, but tell me about the Suns. The Suns. Well, do you want to go team changes first? And oh, then we get team changes. What would you like? How what dare I? Like? No. Not to you. I, I tried to assume and <laughs> you know what happens. We'll, we'll go to the team changes. So we know some of them at time of recording. It is 4.45 p.m. Friday, the 16th of June, as we're talking about it. So you listening to this right now will probably be like, you're an idiot. The team's been named. What are you talking about? But we don't have them all just yet. Before we go into the changes, Lockie, what would you have done? Put on your oh. selection hat for me. Were you, after man. another loss, wanting your mass changes? I know it's a rarity for you, but it is. what were you looking to make happen this week? And, and give me your rationale. That's what I like because this is what we love on this podcast. You can't just say, I want this guy in or I want this guy out. You've got to tell us the exact changes and why. You've got to be really... Jesus. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. We hold ourselves to a high standard here. And I was very comfortable with the two omissions. I mean, I feel like... Two? Okay. I feel like you... Oh, no, sorry. I'm saying as in those two that they oh, did. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Very happy with. Um, mate, the, the Friday recorders throw me around. The Thursday night, I have... I have. It was a game. <laughs> there was a game. Um, I'm going to have to get you to lead off because all I was prepared for was naming... My extended bench. Extended my bench. bench okay. Bench. So give me who. Give me that nine outs that you were going to make. Well, I've got a lot. I've got a lot. So my first one that I was going to make, I'll start sort of back of the team going forward. Originally, I had Young coming out of the team, basically just because I think his, his form's been very poor all season. His decision making so slow. His foot skills aren't great, and I feel like it's hurting us currently. I think we can get away with it at the moment with a weedering Garvis your more lockdown camp being a bit more of that floating interceptor. It's worked uh, against Sydney. We've had our best offensive game against them. I don't mind seeing that. And I was going to throw in a lucky cow and for a bit more run. He is a bit taller. So in his under 18 football, did quite a bit of intercepting in a way and then rebounding. And I was just trying to get more pace around it, knowing Transitioning yeah. the ball has been an issue, so just get more pace around that. But then Nick Newman out of nowhere is fit, so I'm going to park Lockie Cowan this week. So my change instead is Newman for all those reasons in there, really stronger as that more lockdown small, which may- maybe that can allow a boy mm. to Chinkotta, Assad to, to get off the chain a little bit more. The other change is Ed Kerno out, Paddy Dowin, just Ed for a change Kerno up in that out. midfield. I love the man. And he does look, he does so much because I, I talk so much shit about him, but it's not him that I have the problem with. It's like, it's just 
the selection because the amount of stuff this guy does off field and everything. And I just, I want him to teach the kids in the twos so much because he has so much to offer in a mentoring sense. Um, but I think Dow deserves a full game in the ones just to see what he can do in that Agreed. midfield. Silvani comes out, pitting that in. I think Pitt's a certainty to definitely come into this team. And then yep. it was, I don't like him as that second ruck. I don't know what we do. So De Kooning, even though his form hasn't been great, stays as the second. Don't know if Silvani can then play in that forward line. I just don't know where Silvani fits. And I love him as a person. I'd love to see him in this football 22 somewhere. Mm. It's just, again, that I just don't know exactly where he is because he's not fast. He's not a small forward. He's that marking player, but I just think we've got too many. So he comes out of it. Cunningham comes in for everything that we want Cunningham to be. Skillful, fast, change up as that high half forward, can play in the midfield. Motlop comes out because his form hasn't been amazing. And I don't mind the Martin Owies smalls in there. Same. My big big change was I was dropping Blake Akers. His ball use has just been so poor that that has frustrated me quite a lot. And so in his place, man, he's been knocking down the door. There's no door left. It is Jackson Bins just for a bit of pace. And I like the versatility in that he's such an attacking player, can play a bit of high half forward, can kick goals. That's what he did in his under 18 year. He's worked hard at Carlton and in this VFL to work on his defensive running and his foot skills. Those are the yeah. things that were his issue in under 18. He's improved so much. I think he deserves a go. And then my sub was going to be Zach Fisher for that just impact sub rather than a, a slow inside mid that it feels like we use so much. They have yep. decided to maybe use a couple of those changes. Doesn't look like I'm getting all of them. But at time of recording, Almost. in definitely is Pitt, Newman, and Vossi today has announced that David Cunningham is back. First game since round nine, 2021 against Melbourne. Uh, yep. Definitely out is Silvani and Motlop. And then a couple of them added to the extended bench are Bins and Fogarty, meaning that right now, with Cunningham in, three will get selected out of Dow, Bins, Young, Chincotta, Fogarty, Kennedy, Ed Kernow, Lockie. I could. Who are the three that you're keeping? I could see you getting your wish aside from Acres, to be honest. Mm. Like, yeah, it's an interesting eight. I, it's uh, it's really tricky. I, re- I 100% want Dow to get a full game. So mm. give me Cunningham and Dow. I don't feel like Chincotta deserves to be dropped. No. So I'm not going to. And you're not going to like young? this. Yeah. I'm going to go with Kennedy as my fourth. So unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, Bins doesn't make it for me mm. out of those, but I can't justify... Chincotta going out, and I can't justify. Yeah. God forbid, do not make Dow the sub again. Just, <laughs> gonna, just you know he's not playing. You know he's not getting into this team. Either don't play him at all, or play him the full game this week. Please, please. They, please. yeah, I, um, I cannot I'm happy see with them debuts though. I can't see them playing Dow at all, even as the sub right now. I just the way Carlton select, I don't see it happening. I would have gone yeah, Cunningham, Chincotta. Kennedy, and then I'm like you. I it's Dow or Bins because of this because they're not dropping the other winger. Makes mm. me whether that was Cottrell or Acres. It makes me think that I'm. I don't know if you'd play all of them. Yeah, 
so yeah, I don't know. It's it's tricky, and it's it's about getting that balance right as well. If they play young, I can't see them playing Chin Cotter, which is stiff considering his goal as yeah. well. Able to hit the scoreboard, it feels like you can't drop him. But playing both, it's like, well, how many defenders do you want in this team with Newman also coming into it? Is it? Can you see a world to steal a, a Lockieism where Kennedy is one that's dropped and maybe Dow and Bin yes. both play? Yes, 100%. Mm. I could say it. He hasn't been, he has not been, he hasn't been not playing been the best football. Had a lot of tackles this week, so it's kind of where I would like to keep him in there. But yeah, out of that crop, it's tough. I mean, let us know. You're, you're, by the time yeah. this is out, the extended bench is probably gone. The actual team has probably been named, but you the, the one, time yeah. travel a little bit and let us know the changes that you would have made and then who you would have yeah. selected out of the extended bench because I love hearing from you guys and I want to know what changes you guys would love to be making, whether you're on YouTube, chuck it in the comments, or just listening to this on your Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're listening to it, get on the socials at Navy Blue Corner. Let us know changes you wanted to make, who you would have selected from this extended bench because there's tweaks and there's talk that Fogarty could potentially jump in. And then I'm going, well, who else is out of this team? I'm just not sure. I feel like then you're making so many other changes, but it's going to be very interesting to see what team does come out of this. It's true. And the only the only thing about Young that I come back to with this, and you may snicker at this, but you do you feel confident in Weeding Weedering McGovern and Kemp matching up well on King, Casbolt, and Lacocious? And this is the tough thing. I don't necessarily, but I don't feel confident with Young being in there right now. And it's yeah, almost yeah. I want I want to just make the statement of I'm sorry, that wasn't good enough. You have to move on. And it's it's not a harsh like I'm not trying to be harsh to Lewis Young because we saw a lot of good last season and I want him to get back to that. Like I feel like I'm in this place at the moment as a supporter where because there's so much bad and, and what we do on this channel is we review things, we critique it that I just feel so bad having to talk so negatively on these players because yeah. all I want is for every single person on this list to be a superstar and win as games of football. And when you see, you know, like we spoke about, like guy abusing the players down the yep. tunnel and whatnot. Like you just, you just want to hug the players. You want to be the person that's lifting them up, not talking critically of them. But that's kind of what position we put ourselves in where we have to talk that about them. And yeah, it, it worries me a bit if you take Young out of that. But I don't know. McGovern has been all right one-on-one. Maybe that allows a different look in the back line and, and it makes them really have to have to go for it. But you know, it'll be interesting to see yeah. the changes. Very, very interesting. I'm excited. Very interesting. So I'll do a quick talk about this actual game for a little bit, and then we'll get into the footy tips. Then we'll wrap you this up. You love those Suns. The Gold Coast Suns. The Matty Rail Eaton Grass Gold Coast Suns. Now, true. I mean, this game is so... You can You can talk about this in so many different ways, and I don't want to deep dive too much in the... Like, what would happen if we lose this game? Because we've, we've been so negative all year. I, I want to be more optimistic. It's what this podcast is. And it's not going to be easy, though, because I know you were saying before we got on air to, to record that you're not that worried about Gold Coast because they're not they're not top four team. They're not ridiculously good. But I think to some degree, you have to say at the moment they're playing good footy. Their last month or so has been quite good, you know, and they're coming off a big win against Adelaide, got the buy to refresh. So they'll be raring and ready to go. And the key areas I'm looking at at the moment is midfield with 
Anderson and Rao both have just been in terrific form and Anderson in particular, in particular, I, I've really been enjoying what he's been able to bring to the table, hitting the scoreboard as well. He's got nine goals in 12 games. He had two against Adelaide and that's a key part yeah. of their game that we don't have is that midfielder that can burst forward and kick goals. And the other one that is a bit of a live wire for them, first-year player Bailey Humphrey, someone I covered extensively in all the draft content. Jealous to see another club pick him up, but <laughs> he's been a real impact player the last month or so. He's someone that can – he's young, but he can hurt you because he can go in that midfield, burst away. But what he's been done, what he's been doing really well this season so far is his forward craft. Eight goals in nine games, and two of those games have been somewhat sub-affected. So, you know, say <laughs> – Eight goals in seven games, it looks a lot better for a guy that's playing his first season of football. He's really built into it, and he's someone that he can all of a sudden kick you a match-winning goal. I think he did that against the – I think it was the Dogs, potentially. They, they played well in the Northern Territory where he all of a sudden bursts out, kicks match-winning goals, and that's a bit of an, yeah. a, an area to watch, knowing that we sometimes struggle with those more – mid forward players uh, and then it's their, it's their big key forwards that are going to be the ones we really need to shut down looking at King with 30 goals in 12 games and then yeah. a, a real hard matchup is that Lukosius just because he's he's tall but he's not ridiculously key forward he's more athletic which there's just yeah. not many players like him in the AFL currently 23 goals in 12 games hard ones to match up against so that's kind of their threats. That's what I'm sort of looking at at this stage. But we know that look, they're not ridiculously good, but they're playing better than us at the moment. And to to steal the Lockie-isms maybe from last Unreal. week in, in, in trying to get inside your head because you were a lot more positive <laughs> than me looking at that Essendon game, a lot more glass half full, which is why I need you on this podcast because sometimes I try to be that but I sometimes struggle and I feel like we, we lift each other up when we need to. And I was listening to some stats during the week and this is, this is a little bit interesting. This is where you're going to get the pump up of maybe what could happen where we, we try to go down this rabbit hole, which I know fans are angry to go at at this moment, but if we don't do it, we're just going to be depressed and we're not going to be able to, to deal with anything. And last seven weeks, we've been the third worst ball movement team in the comp. But last week, it was our best game of the season for moving the ball from D50 to inside 50. We actually did that. We went at 39% of when we got the ball in D50 in transitioning that <sighs> forward. Best, best of the season. So clearly there's some positive to take from last year moving forward. We had 28 scoring shots compared to 23 against Essendon. I know the area of them isn't great, but mm. again, we're we were generating a little bit more than we have. Uh, we won the contested footy by 17 we saw less marks as well in this game. It was actually our second lowest marks for the whole game for the year, which kind of shows you a little bit in a difference as far as how we're playing, moving a bit more away from that slow chip kicking marking game style. And we, we spoke about it from just the eye test that it looked like we were trying to get those quick hands and, and getting a handball chain being the way we wanted to play, take the game on. And we had yep. 250 metres gained by hand, which was our third highest all year. We had 59 inside 50s, third highest all year. So there's some positives. Obviously, there's issues. There's clear glaring issues. 33 tackles last week, lowest in eight years. Went at 63% by foot. And Essendon's pressure wasn't amazing. It wasn't a high-pressure game of football. So clearly, 
there's issues. Positive is we've kind of changed things up a little bit last week. I know, you know, a lot of those key stats look good. Stats aren't everything. There's a lot of issues. There's that mental piece that's no good. You can't really quantify that with stats. And look, it's an if. It's a big if. But look, if we're able to be and, and push the, the risk, play that fast-flowing football yes. that we saw glimpses of, I think you can slightly, slowly kind of turn things around for us. And I agree. I think that's the point where if we're able to move the ball and maybe have better structure ahead of the ball, you, do, you just don't know what, what could happen. Play with a bit more freedom. And, and obviously, we need to be better by foot. We need to be better with decision-making, better with work rate, better at working together to create better scoring options. And that's someone mm-hmm. sacrificial leads, someone pushing players away to be in the right spot, working to be in the correct position in this ground. And uh, we're at this point where like anything could happen. We don't, we're literally we're, we're scrounging for positives. We're trying to hope and think, can things turn around? We're bloody what third, fourth bottom on the, on the ladder, 15th, whatever it is, it's disappointing. Wow. And, I don't know. I think I'm at this stage where all you can do is is hope that we're able to start adjusting, whether different slight midfield mix, get a better balance. Because Essendon, they changed their midfield mix up, got the pacey players in there. All of a sudden, our midfield couldn't go. In six minutes, the game was done. So there's a lot to fix. But I don't know. I'll be there. You'll be there. Absolutely. We're not going to stop supporting these teams. So all you can kind of do is think, why can't it be this week that we see some things turn around you know if yeah if we don't believe that we're going to start to see something it's like oh, why bother and there's no guarantee nothing has shown us that we're gonna do it there's so much that needs to be fixed maybe we are broken but i don't know we're gonna go there and, and hope that we see something what better time to do it with the buy go in with a bit of confidence get a win however we can do it show some signs and and try to make something out of the back end of this season Love it, mate. I've got nothing to add to that. It's all I'm optimistic as hell, but yeah. we lose by thirty, won't be a big yeah. shock. Yeah, and that and that's unfortunately the the piece where we're at at the moment, where everything's hope, everything is trying to make it happen, but yeah, yeah we we have no we'll exact. Um, just briefly before we get to the footy tips, Cunningham. Let's talk about him a little bit because David. I know. We're also, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I don't want to be the people that are going out here saying one man's going to save us and it's David Cunningham. But it's his first game in bloody two years of football. What are you at least excited for for David Cunningham? And, and what do you think we're going to see from him this week? Wow. Again, extremely unpredictable. Yeah. So unpredictable. I think, I hope, I hope, I mean, it's the funny thing. We're yeah. going to do a whole episode uh, dissecting the VFL program, I feel like. Mm. And and like the way that we, you know, that the two interact with each other. Because I didn't watch the content. game last <laughs> week. Maybe that, well, that's another one we can plug in there. I didn't watch the game last week, but from what yeah. I can understand, he was playing center bounce midfield. Yes. So that gives me hope that they're not just treating these as two separate entities. And that's mm. them trying to make sure that he's ready to be able to do that in the AFL. So that's my hope. I hope we don't see him just inside 50 for four quarters. Yes. No, I agree. And yeah, look, he hasn't played in a very long time. So I think we do need to 
lower the expectations oh, yes. a little bit. Oh, they're low. I know. They're the, low. the thing is that we're just we're just very excited to actually see him play football because the memes have been for the last two years of he doesn't actually exist and that he's a figment yeah. of our imagination. So it was like it was like March Bank last year. We he took yeah. an inset mark and we're like. That's oh my god! That's there all we is. wanted to see in this yeah. game. Like, just show me a, a couple of clean touches from him, and mm. I'll be stoked. And and he's no savior. He's not going to be that. We're not. We can't pin our hopes in one player anywhere. That's just not it. But I think what we think Cunningham is is exactly kind of what we need as far as the player profile of this silky mover. He's got a bit of burst away pace, pretty clean skills with ball in hand. He's someone that every time there was a good. A chain of ball movement. He seemed to be involved in that, whether it was hands or getting on the end of it with delivering it inside 50. And I think we struggled with that mid forward connection. So if he can help that in any way, whether he's playing high half forward, whether he's in the midfield, it's kind of the exciting yep. thing. And you get through the game, who knows? He hasn't played in two years. So what kind of football are you going to get out of him? I don't know, but yeah, it's not a match winning performance. I, I think anyone's expecting, but if we can just see him and see a couple of glimpses, of what he is, it'll be exciting. And he's at that stage out of contract end of the year that, that with his injury issues with his shoulder as well, that's being held together by bloody tape at this stage. Yeah. He just needs to get through. And we kind of need him to just play enough. I think there was a question in there about David Cunningham. I didn't see it fully, but it was something along the lines of, you know, what do we need to see from him from now to the end yep. of the season to kind of from super bad re-sign him and I think it's literally fitness he just needs to play because I think the ability is there enough that if he gets through the end of the season and his body's fine and he's playing okay enough football you can maybe take a flyer on him as a list spot maybe you can get him yeah. as a rookie I don't know but he's just got to play and if he if he can't if his body can't cut it then I just don't think you can keep him in there. But the good thing is he's got the bye next week. So hopefully it'll give him a little bit. Plus the sub, if you need to need to just say, hey, you played three quarters of football, have a rest. Yeah. We've got the sub, fingers crossed. But we move on to the footy tips, which have gone Yikes. from one disaster to another. Lockie, we're out of I don't the- even know if we should talk about it. We're out of I the top think- 200. We're out of the top 200. We'll speed through it because we're in disaster. And what is even a bigger disaster is... I didn't know there was a game last night. So I've hurt my own footy tips. I've hurt our footy tips. I've hurt my own super coach team that fucking Stuart Stuart was my captain because he was my captain last week to use the loophole. I didn't even look at my super coach team. He got 90-something. And so my my super coach team's dead. So we've... we've If it wasn't dead already... (laughs) It's, it's dead. definitely dead. So let's try and, and turn the rest of our footy tips around. Brisbane Lions versus the Sydney Swans. Surely the Lions, even with the Gunston yeah, surely. dropping, get it done. GWS versus Frio Giants Stadium is a tough one. How are their fa- their favourites? Oh, I've been playing the all right footy. Favorites. But Frio's Ugh. been playing good footy. Frio away from home. What are you going? I think Frio, even though they're underdogs. Yeah. I think we've you got to go it to get some back. Yeah. Get, go with the go with the the least yeah. favorite if we're 50 so Richmond, Richmond versus St Kilda at the MCG. Richmond favorites here. I find that isn't that puzzling. I'm St Kilda. Are you St Kilda? I'm not sure what the bookies are doing this weekend. Almost every game, I feel like is reverse. Like, how are we favorites? I think we go St Kilda as well. Yeah. Do we back us in? <sighs> yeah. We can't go seven. 
We're going to win. Not. We'll win. Uh, North versus Western Bulldogs to finish this off. It's the dogs, surely. Yes, very yes. understandable that they are favorites. Although Bevo's gone very Bevo with his potential ins on that extended oh, bench. He? I don't know if you've seen the play. It's just it's oh, every yeah. random player that is on the doggies list. They're they're in to the extended bench. So we'll see we'll yeah, see okay. what happens. It's like there, there's no plan. It's just any kind of you've got a, a, a tall, a small, a whatever. Yeah, but anyway, we'll move on. I don't want to sit here talking about Luke Beveridge and the Western Bulldogs for too long. But look, who knows what's going to happen this weekend? We're at a very precarious situation with this football club right now where you don't know what you're getting. You're hoping for the best. You're hoping for us to turn it around, but we don't know. But my call to arms and how I'm going to end this episode is we're here. You're listening to this, which means you're ridiculously passionate about this football club. <laughs> Wanting to call. listen to two idiots talk for two hours plus every week about yeah. Carlton. So if you're doing that and you're in Melbourne and you're able to get to the football. Oh, I, hate to, I hate to interrupt you. Yeah? What's happened? The full team is announced. Oh, <laughs> let's react it? live. Let's do it. We're here. We're this deep. What's happened? Who's Very in? interesting. Very interesting. Any... So, yes, who's made it? I'm excited. This so, live reactions. We pretty much nailed it, except oh God. there will be no oh. Dow. No Dow. I expected that. And there oh. will be a Fogarty. Oh, God. What's happened? He's in. For the ch- oh, I've got to get this up. So, so Bins, yes. Kerno, Dow, Young, emergencies. So, Young has definitely been omitted, Dow omitted. How does this Kerno, thank God. work? See, I'm, I'm perplexed here because I'm like, how is this? Oh, so Dow's just been the one that basically moves for Fogarty. Okay. Maybe Binzi will be the sub then. Could you Binz could be the sub. I, I like him as the sub, to be honest. I think he's the yeah, perfect okay. sub here. Don't I hate that the debut wasn't perfect, but it's less pressure for him to come on and yeah. bigger chance for him to dominate, get a bit of a taste for it. Where do you think they'll play Fogarty? Yeah. As a forward? Because he's yeah, in the VFL, he's played a bit of midfield. He's played a bit of forward. Do you see him as being like a bit more of a, a half forward or a forward pocket? What are you kind of thinking on it? I don't, I cannot see him going through the midfield with the guys that we have mm. named here. There's yeah. just, there just isn't the room. Mm. No, I, I tend to agree with you. I think it's, it'd be interesting if he does get center bounces, mm. but I'm maybe not against it just to try something different, even though I'm not the biggest Fogarty fan. But uh, at least a lot of some, guys to go through there. But, yeah. To some degree, they brought in a guy that tackles, knowing we struggled with tackles last week. And while he maybe isn't that guy that's going to hit the scoreboard, he's someone that brings the pressure. And to some degree, they're rewarding a bit of VFL form for a guy that has put his hand up for selection off it. I know maybe Bins and Dow have done it a little bit more, <laughs> but it's not as if no. Fogarty has been nowhere near it this season. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Who knows? Maybe these are the changes that we need to get this win across I think the it is. line. But let us know what you think of the changes, the omissions, who comes in, who comes out, because that's really what this episode is about, reacting to the team changes. Drop them in the comments on YouTube. Like, subscribe if you're on your podcasts. Wherever you're listening, follow us. Head over to socials at Navy Blue Corner and follow us for everything. We'll be there for more content. We'll be there for our Gold Coast review and so much content for the mid-season review. Again, there is a special secret episode that will be out alongside the mid-season review. 
that we can't wait. We hope you enjoy it. It's definitely a visual one. So those that listen on the podcasts, I'm not sure if it'll be available there because it's going to be so visual. Uh, it's not funny. So maybe head over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, so don't miss out on this one. Get us to the 700 Perfect. quickly. Um, but look, that's pretty much going to wrap up this episode. I don't have much of a pump up for it. I feel like we've already been through that there. So all I'll say is if you're in Melbourne and you can get to the game, get there, support the boys. If you're unhappy that people are yelling abuse, get there and make sure you're not the one yelling abuse, that you're yelling more positivity <laughs> to drown it out. Yes. And let's hope that those boys can break the six game losing streak. They will. Just get a bit of glimmer of hope for the bye so we can sit with our feet up for a week with a bit of hope to move to the end of the season. But that's wrapping this episode up. We'll see you guys next week. Go Baggers. See you guys next time.